Thank you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. There are several times when God makes covenants with us. You know, many a times when God blesses us, when God makes his promises towards us, one of the primary reason we don't inherit it or we don't experience it in our lives is because we are unaware of those promises or we are ignorant of what God has blessed us with. And those are the ones that we we do not claim and we do not lay a stake on them and and that is why we miss out on receiving those blessings you know one such story in the bible where people were unaware of the blessings that were being spoken over them is found in the book of numbers chapter 22 to 24 usually when a blessing is spoken like a father or a man of god or a priest or a prophet when he speaks a blessing over somebody usually the person who is blessed is right in front of that person but here we find a story where an anointed man of god a prophet of god in fact a mouthpiece of god is speaking a blessing but the person that is being blessed the community that is being blessed the church that is being blessed is unaware of the blessing that is being spoken over them this is happening in a completely different realm now i want to let you know that there are blessings that have been fought for you that have been received for you uh, in the realms beyond your visual capacity beyond what you can see beyond what you can hear it takes spiritual intelligence it takes your pursuit of god's heart your pursuit of god's word your pursuit of his voice your pursuit of his spirit your pursuit of his presence for those blessings for those promises to be unveiled and brought to you you know last weekend we studied uh, during the revive nation stream how god wants to take us from glory to glory and several times it is these uh, wails of unbelief that keep us bound and limited to think that no that is not for me that is not something i can experience that is not something i can walk into and several times we limit our revelation of who god is and what god can do in our life and that is why we don't experience the fullness of what uh, we can do through our lives and i pray that this morning these blessings that are being spoken that you will believe in these blessings and these blessings will change your outlook towards god your outlook towards yourself and that you will walk into the fullness of the fruitfulness that god has prepared for you i'm talking to you from the book of numbers chapter 22 and verse 1 onwards this is right after a major victory that the nation of israel had experienced they had defeated two big kings now the season of life that these israelites 
experienced in the wilderness was not very easy. Several times they kept cribbing. Several times they kept complaining. Several times they kept responding with disbelief. When God said, go and occupy and take over the land, they said, no, we are not good enough. They are giants, we are grasshoppers. And they looked down on themselves. And, 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 and God had so marvelously led them in this season. And yet, they were completely unaware of their identity. And because they were unaware of who they were, because they were unaware of the blessings of God upon their life, they were not very confident of going ahead and possessing what God had planned for them. So that is the context in which we are reading Numbers chapter 22. The Bible says, Then the people of Israel, they traveled to the plains of Moab and camped east of the Jordan River across from Jericho. They are almost close to the promised land and they have they have settled in a place you know they wouldn't move except when the cloud moves ahead of them and whenever the cloud stops they will camp there sometimes for days sometimes for weeks or months or even years they will not move if the cloud of glory will not move and when they saw the cloud has stopped here they camped here and the bible says as soon as they settled in this place and this is a place which was on the neighborhood of Moab. Now, the king of Moab, his name was Balak. He was uh, the son of Zippor. The Bible says, Balak, son of Zippor, the Moabite king, he had seen everything that the Israelites did to the Amorites. Now, the Israelites couldn't see everything that they had done they were still living in defeat they were still living in disbelief they were still living in disobedience and yet uh, enemy king the moabite king could see the full extent of glory the full extent of the victory the full extent of uh, the the things that israelites was uh, capable of the bible says this balak guy he was a moabite king he saw what israelites did to the amorites and when the people of moab saw how many israelites there were they were terrified now these are the same kind of people that Israelites thought are giants and we can never capture them and we can never overtake them and here the enemy is looking at what God has done through the camp of Israel and they are terrified now check this out Moabites have been in this land for a long time. They know the plain. They know where there are hills and where there are valleys. They know the landscape of this place. They know how to fight a battle. They know how to fight a, a, a war in this place. And yet they are terrified when there is people that has been living as slaves in Egypt for 400 years who have traveled and have camped in their neighborhood. They are terrified. That is how the enemy views you. I pray that today some of your eyes will be opened to see how the devil sees you. You know, we've all been seeing ourselves with our own iniquities and our own infirmities and our own limitations. But this morning, may the Lord open your eyes to show you how the enemy views you. The, the enemy is terrified of you, child of God. The enemy is afraid of your 
of the possibilities of your capacity of your anointing and the Bible says the king of Moab said to the elders of Midian this mob will devour everything in their sight like an ox devours grass in the field now that is the first blessing that I'm speaking over you are you ready for this I pray and I declare that in this season ahead you will not be somebody who will be devoured but instead you will devour everything that is in your sight everything that you can see and everything that you can envision you will not be devoured by them but that you will devour them in the mighty name of Jesus now this is not God speaking this over Israel but the enemy saying that this is what they are capable of the Bible says so Balak he said he sent messengers to a guy called Balaam now he was a son of Beor who was living in his native land of Petor near the Euphrates River now his message said look a vast horde of people has arrived from Egypt they cover the face of the earth and are threatening me please come and curse these people for me because they are too powerful for me then perhaps I will be able to conquer them and drive them from the land. I know that blessings fall on any people that you bless and curses fall on any people that you curse. Right now, this guy has a history. Now, there are two people now. The king of Moab, his name is Balak and a prophet of God called Balaam. Now, Balak has a lot of understanding when it comes to uh, you know having military conquest Balak knows how to win a war Balak knows how to strategize for a war Balak knows how to uh, you know plan and prepare and get a physical victory and yet when he looks at the people of Israel he knows that this is not possible to overcome in my physical strength with my natural experience I will need a, a, a technique or I will need a strategy that is above and beyond the physical strategy that I can employ over here so he sends for a spiritual authority do you know that a spiritual authority is greater than a physical authority do you know that a physical blessing is not as great as a spiritual blessing is you know if you want your parents your physical parents they can leave a, a huge inheritance for you they can leave a huge physical blessing for you but do you know that there is only little that a physical blessing can do for you and here was a pagan king and he understood that my military strength is not capable or not good enough to capture or to have dominion over Israel I need a spiritual authority a spiritual voice that will first curse them that will first take them down in the spiritual realm so that I can go ahead and conquer them he's not saying you do this for me or you fight for me he's saying you come and curse them and then I will go and make war with them and then I will capture them and uh, the Bible says that as these uh, messengers came to uh, Balaam they realized that uh, this is a man who has power in his words 
Any people that he will bless, they will surely be blessed. And any person that he will curse will surely be cursed. In other words, this was a man whose words never fall to the ground. This was a man who was anointed. This was a man who carried an essence around him that was real. He, he wouldn't just for the sake of it, just to praise you, just to please you speak something. If he means it only and only then will he say it. And if he says it, it shall happen likewise. And so Balak's messengers, they sent uh, uh, elders uh, of Moab and Midian and they sent money and they came and they met, you know, this prophet of God. And this prophet said something. He said, why don't you stay here overnight? I understand your dilemma, but stay here overnight. Let me talk to God. You know, and uh, Balaam, he slept and back in those days, especially they would have to sleep. They would have to go into a state of rest for God to be able to speak to them. If you want God to speak to you, stay in a place of rest. You would see that is how God spoke to Samuel. God spoke to him when he was sleeping, when he was in a state of rest. Whenever we are in this mode of struggling and fighting and trying, it will be very hard to hear from God. And that is why Balaam said, hey, right now there is too many distractions. Why don't you rest here? Let me also take rest and I will hear God and come back to you with what God is speaking to me. And that's exactly what they did. And that night, the Bible says, God came to Balaam and asked him, who are these people that are visiting you? And then Balaam told God everything. And then... God told this to Balaam, do not go with them. This was God's instruction to Balaam. He says, do not go with them. You are not to curse these people for they have already been blessed. Now, when were they blessed? When was these people of Israel blessed? That's a very surprising thing. When did these people get blessed? You know, hundreds of years back, when Joseph met his brothers in Egypt. The Bible says Joseph sent for carts from Egypt to Canaan and brought his entire family of 70 members to Egypt. And on his deathbed, Joseph's father, Jacob, he sat upright and he began blessing each and every son of his, beginning from Reuben all the way down to Benjamin, he began blessing each and every one of them. From the mountains and the valleys, all the things that God had put in his heart, Jacob began to bless each and every one of his sons. And the sons of Jacob were the ones that formed the entire nation of Israel with the 12 tribes, right? And God is speaking now to a prophet of God who is never made a mistake before. He, any word that he would speak, it shall come to pass, right? Now God is speaking to him and says, it will not work, bro, because these guys have already been blessed. They had a father who had a vision and they had a father who had a revelation. They had a father, you know, hundreds of years back. None of them have even met Jacob, but because there was a word of blessing that was spoken over them hundreds of years back, now nothing that you do can ever cause a curse upon their life. Now, can I tell you this this morning? 
Friends, if you are tuned in this morning, I want to remind you that you are under a covering, you are under a blessing, you are already under a powerful, glorious blessing just because you believe in Christ Jesus, just because you belong to the family of Jesus. Now, if you've not already joined the family of Jesus, may I request you to do that today. May I request you to put your faith in Jesus and be part of this new Israel of God. Be part of this church so that you can inherit the blessings of Abraham. So that you can inherit the blessings that Adam lost in the Garden of Eden. So that you can inherit everything. Every promise of God is yes and amen through Christ Jesus. May I invite you to receive this blessing by putting your faith in Christ Jesus. That's the first level of blessing. But the second level is also the fact that if you are part of a family like ours where you have a father, a spiritual father who has been blessing you week after week. If you are part of a family where you have a leader who has been speaking on behalf of God over your life. Now that must have been a word that has been spoken few weeks back, few years back, few months back, it doesn't matter. Time is not a barrier. But if you've been blessed, then you cannot, you cannot and you cannot be cursed. So this is the second thing that I want to release over you, my dear friends, that you have already been blessed just by your alignment to the family of Jesus, just by your alignment to this particular church, you have already been blessed. And because you are blessed, nothing else, no one else, no matter how great this man of God is, no matter how anointed this man of God is, he cannot curse you. See, if you do not belong to a family, if you do not belong to a place where blessings have been spoken over you constantly, then any person that has a spiritual authority can come and speak a curse upon you or speak a blessing upon you. But because you've already been blessed in this family, no curses that people speak can ever, ever prevail over you. Instead, Anything that they speak, they can only speak blessings over you. That's what the Bible says. So the next morning, Balaam got up and he communicated this to Balak's officials. And they were like really upset. They went back home and they came back. This time they came with an offer for great many riches. And the Bible says that this time Balaam, as soon as he saw all the money, he started, you know, having second thoughts. And he's like, okay. Probably, you know, let me just try and see what God has. Uh, and, and this was his response to his messengers. Even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord my God. Wow, isn't that amazing? Let me declare the will of God for your life. The will of God for your life, for your family, for your church, for your uh, generations, for your ministry, for your career, for your business is that you should be blessed. And here was a community, here was a group of people who were saying, I want you to curse them. But Balaam is saying, hey, if that is not God's will for them, I'm sorry, I am powerless. If it is the will of God to bless them, I can only and only bless them. Now, 
I want to remind you, my dear friends, it is God's will for you to be blessed. It is God's will for you to prosper. It is God's will for you to be fruitful. It is God's will for you to increase. It is God's will for the glory upon your life to increase from one level to the next, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith, from manifold blessings to greater multiplied level of blessings that is God's will over your life and then he says but stay here one more night let's see if God has anything else to say to me and that night when God appeared to him God changed what he wanted to speak to him God said okay because you're persistent that you want to give in to this guy's demands I'm going to allow you to go with them and and God said okay go with them let me teach you a lesson, Prophet Balaam. And the Bible says, as he was going, his donkey started reacting midway, somewhere on the journey. His donkey started reacting. Now, Balaam lived somewhere far away from where the people of Israel was camped. Now, as this donkey was taking this prophet of God to the place where he can curse the people of Israel. The Bible says the donkey recognized the protection that the people of Israel had. The donkey's eyes were opened to see an angel. The Bible says in verse 31, he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the roadway with a drawn out sword to fight for the people of Israel. Now, check this out. Balaam is not going to like fight a physical battle. Right? Balaam is going to fight a spiritual battle. Balaam is going to speak something that is going to hurt the people of Israel. And the Bible says, because he was going to do that, there was an angel of the Lord standing with a drawn out sword. Now, if there are people that are trying to hurt you with their words, you know, that just prophesied over our church that in this next one year, there will be porcupines that are going to be speaking negative words. There are going to be uh, people that are going to rise up and that are going to use words to throw bitterness at you and at against our church and against what God is doing in this uh, ministry and in this house. Let me tell you the protection that is available for you. The Lord is saying that there is an angel standing with a drawn out sword to fight not just your blessings that are physical, but to protect you even against the words that are being spoken against you. Receive it, people of God. Receive it. May your eyes be open to see what that donkey saw. May your eyes be open to see what Balaam saw on his way to the camp of Israel. May your eyes be open to see angels that are protecting you. May your eyes be open to understand the sharpness of that sword that that the angel is carrying. May your eyes be open to see the protection of God that is upon your life. Now, even though this people group were protected, God allowed Balaam to continue his journey because this was more of a lesson for Balaam more than it was for the people of Israel. It was more of a lesson for uh, the, the Moabite king Balak and for this prophet Balaam. And so God allowed him to continue. And God said, okay, you really want to play with my people? Go ahead, continue. So sometimes God will allow 
some of your enemies to come close to you. God will allow some of your enemies to say things and do things that have the potential to hurt you. But do not be discouraged, my dear friends. It is not so that it can hurt you. It is so that God can teach them a lesson. This is, this is all happening without the people of Israel even knowing anything about it. Like the blessings that were spoken over them, they had no clue that somebody is blessing them. The curses that had the potential to fall on them, they had no clue that somebody has paid someone else to come and curse us. And yet, here they are. They are living you know, casual, normal lives, thinking low about themselves and, and, you know, just going about with their routines. And there are spiritual battles that are being fought behind their back. And then the Bible says, finally, when Balaam and Balak met, it says, Balak brought him to a place from where he could see this huge horde. You remember? Balak saw the huge horde of the camp of Israel. Now, he brought Balaam to this place where he can see those, that huge horde. And he said, now, come on, pronounce a curse upon them. Now, Balaam said this. He said, see, if I have to do this, there are some things that has to fall into place for me to be able to speak a blessing or a curse that will have the stamp or the seal of God upon it. So I want to teach you those three things. There were three occasions when these happened. And those three occasions determined if a blessing or a curse will come, if that will be valid. And the first thing is this. The Bible says that Balaam told him, build me seven altars here and prepare seven young bulls and seven rams for me to sacrifice. And then I will go to God. Balaam understood this. If I have to go to God to receive a word, to receive a blessing or to receive a curse for these guys, then I cannot go empty handed. I have to first build altars. And even at a later stage, the Bible says in verse uh, 4, God met him there. And what was the first thing that Balaam told God? Balaam said to God, Look at this, I have prepared seven altars and have sacrificed a young bull and a ram on each altar. Now I need a word from you. So the first principle of receiving a word, a voice, a blessing from the Lord is that we are intentional at building altars. Now I'm not asking you to build altars because anybody wants to be rich on your money. Your money is yours is uh, something that God has blessed you with. But if you want a blessing that is greater than what your money can afford, then you have to be willing to build an altar. You have to be willing to build a sacrifice that will open the doorway, that will be the language that will bring favor from heaven. Now here is the prophet, here is the man of God who is in several times blessed people and cursed people and that blessing and that curse have stood uh, over their lives. And now he is about to do the same for the nation of Israel. And he wants an altar to be built first before he can go to God. So this morning, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, start building altars towards these blessings that the Lord is speaking over you. And as these altars are being built, I'm, I believe that just like God met Balaam, just like God encountered this prophet 
he is going to encounter you his glory is going to be revealed to you in your homes in your churches in your ministries in your families some some of you may not even be in your homes you may be traveling you may be watching this video years later but the Lord will encounter you wherever you are right now right now right now may your altars speak for you may your sacrifices speak for you may it open doors of blessing for you on behalf of God then this is what the Bible says the Lord then gave Balaam the message okay now Balaam is coming to curse the nation of Israel but God put something in his mouth that couldn't put a curse on the people of Israel and he comes down from meeting God and he begins to speak over the nation of Israel and this is what he says verse uh, 8 it says how can I curse those whom God has not cursed how can I condemn those whom the Lord has not condemned let me tell you my dear friends here is the good news for you you are favored by God you are not condemned by God you are not abandoned by God you are not somebody who is cursed by God and because you are not cursed by God because you are not condemned by God no curse no condemnation that are being spoken against you that have been uh, declared against you will hold will stand in the mighty name of Jesus receive this over all those condemning voices receive this over all those curses that have been spoken over your life the Bible says how can I curse those that the Lord has not cursed how can I condemn those that the Lord has not condemned he says when I see this people group they I see them from clifftops and I watch them from the hills and I see a people who live by themselves they are set apart from other nations the first key was that these guys were not you know uh, cursed by God the second key was that these guys were living consecrated lives these guys were living set apart lives and 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 that is why they couldn't receive a curse from Balaam verse 10 it says who can count Jacob's descendants as numerous as dust he's not saying who can count the nation of Israel now he's saying these guys are descendants of a man of God these guys are descendants of a man who spoke a blessing upon them and he says who can count the descendants of Jacob now my question to you today is this if you want to inherit this blessing you have to align yourself to your Jacob you have to align yourself to the family that God wants to place you in and as you align yourself you will receive the blessings that are meant for you in that family you know talking about spiritual fatherhood not everybody that calls a man of God father or dad or Papa is truly a, a part of that family in fact Jesus when he was speaking to these Israelites he told them hey you think you're father is Abraham but let me tell you a truth your father is not Abraham your father is the devil you are sons and daughters of devil and they were offended they're like no we call Abraham as our father but Jesus said, told them hey 
Look at this. Your life has no resemblance to your father. Your life has no resemblance to the life and the faith of your father. Now, my question to you is this. It's not in the titles that we give to our men of God that prove that we are part of their family, that we are sons and daughters of this men and women of God, but it is the way that our lives will resemble their lives, the way that we imitate their faith. You know, we do this in the benediction every week. May we inherit and may we imitate the faith of our spiritual leaders. And as you do that, the blessings that has been spoken by them over your life will hold. Otherwise, it will just be a namesake. Uh, you know, calling your pastor as your father without having to receive any blessings from their life. So this is important that you, you be somebody that understands that God has not cursed you, God has not condemned you. Second, that you understand that your consecration in this season is very important. Third, that you understand your, that your life has to resemble the life of your spiritual father or your spiritual leader so that the blessings that they are speaking over you will hold over your life. And when Balak heard all the blessings that, that were being spoken over Israel, he got furious. So the first thing that he did was to say, okay, I will build altars so that you can hear a word from God. Now, now see what he is doing, okay? If you understand this, you will be able to see the schemes and the plans of the enemy and you will be able to avoid those things. The enemy builds more altars than us. Do you know that? The enemy does a lot of sacrifice to make sure that you and I, we don't experience our blessing and you and I, we don't experience what God has promised over our lives. Now, that's the first thing that Balak did. He built these seven altars for Balaam so he can receive a word from God and curse Israel. The second thing that he did is this. Look at this, okay? This is verse 13. It says, Come with me to another place, then you will see another part of the nation of Israel, but not all of them. Now curse only the ones that you can see. The other translation of verse 13, ESV translation says, you will only see a fraction of the huge number of people, then probably you will be able to curse them. You know, now here is an anointed man of God. Now the enemy is telling him, I know why you're not able to curse these guys. You can see the vast horde of these guys. But if I can limit your vision, if I can only show you a fraction of them, probably you will be able to curse them. Now this is exactly how the enemy functions even today. This is how he functions in relationships today. That is how misunderstandings happen. The enemy will hide a majority of your truth from your neighbor, from your pastor or from your family member and then they will begin to doubt you and then they will begin to misunderstand you and then they will begin to pronounce things over you based on the limited understanding that they have about you and that is exactly what Balak is doing. He's saying, okay, the altars did not work. Now let me try limiting the vision of this man of God. As anointed as this guy is, as, as prophetic as this guy is, if I can limit his vision, I can cause him to speak something. I can cause him to do something, say something that will destroy this people group. Now, if, 
if you've been in that place where people have been misunderstanding you, if you've been in that place where people have not been seeing your life in its entirety, let me tell you that there is a blessing of God upon your life. The Bible says this time he again went to God. He again built altars. He saw that fraction, that small group of people and he began praying and God came and met him. And he came back and he spoke this. He says, hey, 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 hey. God is not a man that he has to lie. He's not a human that he has to change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? So are people misunderstanding you? Then I want you to hold back to those promises, to those prophecies, to those blessings that your fathers have released over your life. I want you to go back and remember that you are a set apart people group. I want you to go back and remember the fact that God has not cursed or condemned you in this season. And because that is true, he will not change his mind about you. The Bible says, verse uh, 20, he says, listen, I received a command to bless and God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. No man of God can reverse once God has decided to bless you. Verse 21, no misfortune is in his plan for Jacob. No trouble is in store for Israel. Can I tell you, God has a plan for you and that plans don't include misfortunes. That plans don't include trouble. If there is trouble and misfortune coming your way, it is only because this Balaam is getting too close. He's trying to hurt you, but God has spoken that this misfortune shall not be able to overtake you, my friend. And he says, the next line, he says, for the Lord their God is with them. He has been proclaimed as their king. He is proclaimed as the king of my house. He is proclaimed as the king of Bangalore Revival Center. He has been proclaimed as the king of each and every one of you. There are tuned and aligned with us. No pastor has the final say over your life. Jesus is your king. He has been proclaimed your king. And because he has been proclaimed your king, the blessings that Jacob has spoken over you will prevail and you will not be cursed in the name of Jesus. It says, it says that God brought them out of Egypt. For them, he is as strong as a wild ox. No curse can touch Jacob. No magic has any power against Israel. For now it will be said of Jacob, what wonders God has done for Israel. Now it shall be said of BRC, what wonders God has done for them. These people, they rise up like a lioness like a majestic lion rousing itself. They refuse to rest until they have feasted on their prey, drinking the blood of the slaughtered. This is the blessing that Balaam is speaking over Israel. What is the blessing? He says, these people, all of you guys that are watching me, that are listening to me on video, audio, wherever you are, the Lord is speaking this over you, you guys. You are like a lioness. You are going to rise up like a lioness. Like a majestic lion that is arousing itself. You know, you don't need an external factor to rouse you. 
You don't need an enemy to come against you. You know, there are several wars or battles that you see in the wild. Some of them are because of a defense. Sometimes when a wild animal knows or senses danger, he will, you know, respond to that danger. But here that's not the thing. Here it says that he will arouse himself. He will rouse himself. He will arise himself. This lion, this lioness, he will rise himself as majestic and as glorious as he can ever be. And he will roar and he will devour everything that is kept in front of him. And, and he will catch his prey and he will feast on his prey and he will drink on its blood. I declare and I pray that this season you shall arise like a lioness and you shall be majestic like a lion. You will arise and you will not rest. You will not rest until you devour everything that is set in front of you. Everything that is set in front of you. The Lord is preparing a table for you in the midst of your enemies. In the presence of your enemies, he is preparing a table. But are you ready to rise up? Are you ready to rouse yourself so that you can go and devour, so that you can go and feast on what has been prepared for you, so that you can go and drink what God has prepared for you? This time, Balak lost it. And finally, the third thing that he did is this. The first time he built altars, the second time he said, let me decrease your vision. The third time that he did, what he did is he repositioned him. He said, let me take you to one last place. It says he took him to the Mount of Peor. It was a wasteland. It was not a place very attractive. He says, let me take you, let me change your geographical location so that probably then the blessings that you've been speaking over these people can turn into a curse. And that's the last thing that the enemy may try to do uh, in your relationships against you. Uh, the enemy will try and shift your location. The enemy will try and, 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 and bring a, a different uh, opportunity, a different door, which may not be from God, you know. This Elimelech, Naomi and their two children, they were perfectly all right in the land of Bethlehem. But as soon as their geographical location got changed, everything that was going okay in their life turned into a curse. And they started experiencing death after death after death. Your geographical location, where you are planted, where you are rooted has a lot of significance to how much you will experience the blessings that God has prepared for you. And I pray and I hope that this season you will be aware of where you have to be planted. You will be aware of where God has called you to be. And finally, this time, it says Balaam came back again with another blessing from the Lord. And he said, hey, here is my blessing. Now he is looking at the family of God. He's looking at Israel. He's looking at the descendants of Jacob. And he says, how beautiful are your tents. Can I say that over you? How beautiful are your homes? How lovely are your homes? Oh, Bangalore Revival Center. How, how amazing are your families? How amazing, how splendorful are your children and, and your table and the food that you eat and the clothes that you wear and the careers that you pursue and the businesses that you do. How amazing, how glorious are your works. 
people of God, how amazing is the unity in your marriage? How amazing is the blessing of God upon your children? Now it says they spread before me like palm grooves, like gardens by the riverside. They are tall trees planted by the Lord. You are tall trees planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets. Their offspring will have all that they need. You will not be in lack, but that you will have all that you need. In the mighty name of Jesus, it says that everything that is kept in front of you, you will devour. Let me just finish with this. Verse 9, he says, blessed is everyone who blesses you and cursed is everyone who curses you this is god speaking over you right now blessed is everyone that blesses you in this next one year and cursed is everyone that curses you in this next one year it doesn't matter who they are it doesn't matter how close they are if they are speaking a blessing over your life then they are going to be blessed by God. But if they are going to be speaking a curse and a condemning voice over your life, then they are going to be cursed. The Lord is releasing this blessing upon you. The first thing that the enemy would try to do is build sacrifices and altars against you. But you have to build bigger altars. You have to build bigger blessings and bigger sacrifices in your own homes. Second, the enemy may try to distract the vision of the people that are speaking over your life. They may try to cause misunderstanding. But in this season, may light prevail in your relationships. May the blessings of God overtake you to such an extent that every misunderstanding shall be cleared out. The third thing that he may try to do is open other doors and other opportunities and other geographical locations where you can be planted and you can be misguided in. But I pray and I hope that you will see through the deception and that you will remain planted and your homes will be lovely and your families will be filled with the glory of God. So blessed is anybody that blesses you and cursed is anybody that curses you. This is the voice of God over your life, over your family and over your church in this season. I know that this is not the exact anniversary celebration sermon, but this is what God put into my heart to release over you for this next one year. That you are blessed, that you are protected, even before the porcupine begins to throw those arrows at you, those thorns at you. You have to remember that they may come close to you, but you will have the final say. Look at this. The people of Israel don't even know that they are being blessed. The people of Israel don't even know they are under that place where they have the potential to become cursed. And yet, they are being blessed because they were sons of Jacob. They are being blessed because they knew that they are a nation set apart for God. They are blessed because they knew that God loves them, that God has not abandoned them, that God has not cursed them. And if God has not condemned them, then who can condemn them? Who can say anything against them? Father, we thank you for this word. 
We thank you for every child, every son, daughter of yours that have been sowing seeds and building altars on this word of blessing that is being released from this place today. I pray that whenever they receive this, whenever they watch it, and whenever they give into this, I pray that they will experience a blessing over their families, their homes, their churches, their ministries that will, that will be beyond their wildest imagination. And that, and that this blessing will begin to manifest in their health, that this blessing will begin to manifest in their emotional, mental capacity, that this blessing will begin to manifest in their careers, this blessing will begin to manifest in their investments and in their business opportunities, this blessing will manifest in their parenting and in their marriage, this blessing will begin to manifest in their ministry and in their reaching out and their, in, in, in everything that they are doing to expand your kingdom, Lord, this blessing will begin to manifest on behalf of your children in the days to come. May the next one year, may they be blessed. May everyone that blesses them be blessed. And may everyone that curses them be cursed. And I pray, Lord, that, that people around them will begin to recognize the value of being a blessing to them, being a voice of blessing to them, Lord. We thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be our guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website dreamingrevival.com.